And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Ding, ding! How about we can just watch basketball? How about we can just watch basketball? Good morning and welcome to the NBA regular season. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding here on the Athletic NBA Podcast. My name is Jared Weiss. I'm joined by Dave Dufour. If you're listening to the Athletic NBA show feed, you're hearing the Daily Ding there now. We're going to be there every weekday morning during the NBA season to give you a quick recap of what you missed last night or what you saw last night and couldn't believe happened and want to hear about it again. So I'm joined by Dave Dufour. We had two games open up the NBA season. The first one is Milwaukee shellacking the Brooklyn Nets, the defending champs, still the defending champs, 127 to 104 win. Giannis is still good. Uh, I mean, Giannis looks better, if we want to be honest here. You know, the leap that we saw him take in the playoffs last year and especially in the finals and closing it out and that 50-point performance that he put on to put the cherry on top of his finals MVP. And, you know, he finishes it up on banner night with 32 points, 14 rebounds, 7 assists, that nice-looking new jump shot. Uh, yeah, my Giannis MVP pick is looking good after one game. Let's just close up shop. Give him the award right now. What a bold pick, Giannis to win MVP. Yeah, uh, it's it's hard to remember that Giannis is technically approaching his prime at like the age that most guys traditionally at their prime. And he's already done everything he's already done. But the thing that I think was most interesting about his performance was his control down low. He looks like he's improved his post play. He had a few plays where he would cut to the rim, catch the ball. A guy would be right there, and he would somehow just manage to like hit the brakes and step around him to be able to make that finish. But really, it was the kickout passes he was making from down low. He was throwing incredibly difficult passes over the top of the defense to find his guys for three. Yeah, look, his passing, we, we've watched it evolve over the last few years, and I thought there was a major uptick post-injury in the playoffs last year where everything seemed like he was forced to slow down and it also seemed like the game slowed down a little bit for him. And you can see that tonight. Some of these passes that he was making on the move, I mean, that slower Euro step that he gets into sometimes now. And, and then, like you mentioned, some of these passes out of the post, look, man, they're going to be able to add new wrinkles to the offense because of the stuff that he's adding to his game, a two-time MVP, finals MVP, a champion. I mean, he's adding stuff. Best player in the league, man. He never stops growing. I mean, he'll be 7-4 by the end of the season. I love uh, that. But he, was, he wasn't my favorite buck in this game. That was Jordan Noara bursting onto the scene. He was a second-round pick a year ago. And is he the best player on the Bucks now? Too early to say. But he was surprisingly good in this game. Yeah, he's interesting. He's got a big body. I liked what he was doing defensively. Like the offensive number, you're going to look and you're going to see 15 points in the box score, six rebounds, three of six from three. And you'd be like, oh, okay, that's a, hey, that's pretty productive. But I like the confidence on the offensive end. He was confident handling the ball, getting into traffic, making passes and moving away. I mean, I, I thought that he looked like a guy 
man, he looked like a guy who might be in their rotation. He played 26 minutes in this game tonight, um, and maybe he doesn't get that much if Drew is healthy, but I thought he showed up showed up pretty well, and wow, what a nice little hidden depth piece for them. I mean, he looks like he could be a legit creator on the ball for them, and they don't have a lot of that on this team. They have a lot of good players, but a lot of good support players you know, play off of that creator. And uh, one of them is Pat Connaughton. And Pat Connaughton's been getting better and better. But in this game, he looked really damn good. I mean, he was shooting lights out with guys flying at him. He was attacking the rim and didn't look like he was just trying to push the ball in front of him like he used to. Like, he was actually handing the ball cleanly, getting into nice finishes, hitting really tough layups. Like, he seems like a much more legit 3 and D guy than he has before. Yeah, absolutely. Four of nine from three is kind of an, a continuation of some of the stuff that we saw from him last year in, in, in the playoffs, in the finals, where he was earning more and more minutes due to the way that, you know, his decision making, like he's making decisions quickly, that point five philosophy clearly alive and well for Connaughton there in Milwaukee. Uh, but, you know, Brooklyn made it easy on him. I mean, Bro- Brooklyn didn't really look like they had it. In this game, they did not look like they were ready for opening night. And sure, was this preseason was, for them? <laughs> Katie was really damn good. He wasn't amazing, but he was really damn good. Harden, Harden was solid, but not spectacular. Patty Mills was fantastic. We'll get them in a second, but uh, there wasn't really much else besides that. Uh, look, the weirdest thing to me here is that Bruce Brown only played four minutes, and and, and uh, three of those I think were just in garbage time at at the end and. I don't know exactly why or what happened there. Um, I don't think that we can we can write Brooklyn off after this one game. Obviously, uh, Milwaukee just won the title, and I think they're going to win it again. But um, there are concerns that that have been there about Brooklyn's defense. Uh, I'm sure that everyone is going to have a nice two days talking about how this is just an indictment of the team and blah blah blah. I think it'll be fine. Look, man, they got 52 points from Kevin Durant and from James Harden, and and I really just thought they looked a little bit discombobulated generally. Um, So I I think Brooklyn's probably going to be fine. If this is the biggest loss they have this year, I'd be surprised just because good teams sometimes throw up stinkers. Um, But I bet they don't have a lot of these. I mean, the funny thing is they shot 53% from three. <laughs> it's pretty rare that you would consider it a, a down game with that. But one thing that's interesting about Brooklyn is they started gigantic. They had Nick Claxton in at the five, which is really exciting because he's a really good, young, talented player who needs more playing time. And so while I, as one of the presidents of the Bruce Brown fan club, I'm annoyed that he's not playing. But it is exciting to see Claxton out there next to Blake Griffin. KD's down at the three. James Harden is the point guard. Like this team maybe defensively could get better once they figure out how to defend just because they're so big across the board. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events 
the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. And if there was a theme for opening night, I would say that was it because the late game, Golden State and the Los Angeles Lakers, kind of the same thing, man. Draymond Green, Kevon Looney starting for the Warriors. And I, I mean, the Lakers, this starting lineup, absolutely hilarious with Russell Westbrook, DeAndre Jordan, Kent Bazemore, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. I mean, uh, but that is a giant team. I don't understand how the Lakers are supposed to hit shots outside of 15 feet this season. Uh, maybe they'll find a lineup combination that allows them to do that. They went 15 for 42 in this one. Uh, but that the, those groups that they had out there with Russ and people trying to figure out how to space around him, like every once in a while it worked. But overall, this team doesn't really know how it's going to use Russell Westbrook, it seems. Yeah, look, I mean, this game, I mean, we didn't get the final score, but 121 to 114, the, the Warriors beat the Lakers. And you're right, look, Russell Westbrook was a game worse, minus 23. And again, single game plus minus, uh, a lot of noise, blah, blah, blah. But that matches the eye test. I mean, he was pretty bad. Um, the shooting was atrocious. The Warriors weren't guarding him, and it, it, it absolutely destroyed their spacing. But, you know, I, I think if you're the Lakers – you're not really that worried about it, man. Like you're thinking long-term, like the long haul with Russell Westbrook. And we know that he has a tendency sometimes to start slow. Last year we saw this uh, and he comes on just amazingly starting in mid season. I think the Lakers are kind of counting on that too. Cause I, I do think that LeBron and Anthony Davis, both of whom were excellent in this game. I mean, they just, LeBron looks incredible. I don't know what he's doing, but he looks incredible. But I think that they're going to want those two guys it's great they're getting out to a fast start. They need Russ to pick it up when those guys need to start tapering down and then building back up for the playoffs. I, I think that, you know, Russ is sort of this innings eater is a real thing, and I think that's going to come around a, as the season progresses. I like that, but let's focus on the Warriors because the Warriors— oh, they're look, way more fun. <laughs> oh, my God. It's You know, we had this uh, preseason survey over at The Athletic asking all the writers to answer a bunch of prompts. And when it asked for the most exciting team in the league, I just like immediately went to the Warriors because the Warriors continue to be so different. And I guess that's what, what was cool about this matchup is these are two teams that just they don't function in that spread out pick and roll offense like so many teams around the league do, although it's kind of shifting back now a little bit. But these teams are kind of working inside out. They're passing in weird directions, a lot of quick touch passes, swinging it around. The Warriors had a lot of that classic Warriors feel to them in this game. And it's funny because like Steph did had a horrible shooting night and also had a triple-double and three steals. Yeah, and, and then they're, they're running split cuts with him and Jordan Poole. And I'm watching this stuff, and I, you know, I'll have to rewatch it, but I'm watching it, and it's like, oh, my eyes don't know where to go. Uh-oh. There's two, there's two Steph Currys now. And not really, but it, it, that's how it felt to my eyes when I was watching it because, you know, Jordan Poole does have a – he's not a great ball handler, but he gets stuff done off the dribble in a way that Klay Thompson doesn't. And I think that that dynamic is going to be fascinating to watch as the season progresses, especially when they get Klay Thompson back and they're able to space the floor a little bit more. I mean, Otto Porter didn't really look great physically in this game. He didn't play much and and, and kind of – uh, came in a little bit late, so I wonder if if he's got something going on there with an injury. But uh, I, I do think that the Warriors, as good as they look tonight, and I thought they looked pretty good defensively. 
the offense didn't really start to come around until, you know, that third quarter Warriors bump that they always get. And then I thought in the fourth, they really looked cohesive. I mean, the funny thing is I thought they were outplaying the Lakers the entire game. And I even said before we started recording, God, the Warriors really destroyed them tonight. Then I looked at the kind of lead tracker. I'm like, actually, they were losing almost the entire game. And then fourth quarter, they had 38 points. And just to talk about Jordan Poole, to your point, uh, he, he was starting to send it there, I think it was in the late third quarter. And I literally thought to myself, I didn't notice that Steph was in the game because he looked like he looked exactly like Steph. They're a similar size. You know, they have almost kind of a similar shot. And I mean, he just he is so damn fast when he explodes out that dribble. So it doesn't matter that he doesn't know how to actually dribble yet because he's so insanely quick and he can shoot unconscious or 30 feet when he needs to. He had 20 points. He looks like he could – this really could be the real deal. I mean, he really could be – I don't know about six man of the years. He might be starting too much this year. But, like, he he is legit for them. He really could be that third scorer that they need. And they definitely need it because as awesome as Draymond was moving the ball, he continues to be a non-scoring factor. And they're going to need some of that. And they do have a little bit of that from Nemanja Bielisa, who can't catch a pass, but he can do everything else on offense right now. Yeah, I, listen, I, I'm a big fan of this uh, of signing Nemanja Bielica. I think he's a better defender than people realize. You know, there's all the tropes about European guys, but he's offensively, good on LeBron tonight. offensively, what he is able to do off the dribble and, and he does it with a pace that actually works for the Warriors is very interesting. A, a little Hito Turkoglu action there, and he gets stuff done. He's essentially their backup point guard. It's Kind of an interesting uh, little yeah, wrinkle for them. He was bringing the ball down late. And they, kept, I think they kept him in there deep into the fourth quarter, too. As 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 he gets more and more comfortable with this offense, he's not going to drop those passes because he's going to know where the ball needs to go next. Yeah, well, as we thought coming into opening night, Nemanja Bialisa will determine if the Warriors are true contenders. Dave Dufour will be here with us all over the Athletic NBA show. You can find him everywhere. You can find me here on the Daily Ding, and I'll be popping up everywhere, too, this year. We're going to have fun this season, already off to a great start. Catch us here on the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA show every weekday morning, talking about basketball and fun stuff like that. For Dave, I'm Jared Weiss. Dave, take us out of here. Ding, ding. Ding, ding.